Blog Talk Radio. All right, true Seth. And uh, so, hi, everybody. We're, Dad and I are here. He's going to give you the birth of Jesus Christ. Isn't that cool? Uh, don't get much sweeter than that. Well, and, and I love my father. He's talking to me about being truthful, living in truth. And, you know, Dad, before you get started, I want to share this with you. You know, one of my New Year's resolution goals is, like, to, to be truthful all the time. And the same person I am when no one's looking, that's who I want to be when everyone's looking. Or when everyone's looking, that's the same person so that I want to be. So that was a New Year's resolution that I have that I wrote down. Because uh, that, that sounds easy, doesn't it? It's not, right? Oh, man, it's not. Because yesterday I wanted to do something. I just ask it, God, please forgive me. Because he, he's forgiving me all the time because I'm making lots of mistakes. But anyway. <laughs> Let's hear what you got. I know, right? And you're like, yep, I hear you. See? And this is my dad, so he knows me well. Anyway, share with us uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm excited about it. And so let us know what you got. Well, I'm not sure it's all about the birth of Jesus Christ. It's leading me up and away from Jesus. And But Jesus is the main figure of the Bible. Remember that uh, he was prophesied in Genesis and is fulfilled in Revelation, and that's 66 books that tells about the life of Jesus. But uh, I'm going to go particularly in certain points, and I'll leave out certain points, and you say, well, I didn't know all that. Well, I hope you learned something. If you don't learn, learn it today, I'll try to give you the references that you can research it yourself. Well, Angel Gabriel come out of heaven, came down to earth to a little girl named Mary, you know, she was uh, not a big child. She was only about 13 years old. You know, back in those times, women lived short life. Men lived short life. They had gone from uh, 800 years down to 13 years, 20 years, 25, 30, 40, maybe 50 years. But when man lived more than 50 years back in those times, it was a miracle. Mary was about... Uh, Historians say, religious historians, whatever you put faith in, that Mary was probably about 13 years old. Can you imagine a 13-year-old girl wow. living, living the life of birth to Jesus? Here was a 13-year-old girl, pledged to marry a man named Joseph. Gabriel said to her, said, Mary... You have a child. Mary said, well, how can I have a child? I'm a virgin, and I'm not married yet. Gabriel said, you have a child. We'll place that child in you through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came over Mary, and she became pregnant. Don't ask me all about that, because I have my rights on that, how she conceived, but the Holy Spirit lives in you and lived in Mary. And the Holy Spirit conceived that child, put it in Mary's womb, and the child began to grow. And this was Jesus, because God planned it that way. Well, planned it how? Why Mary? Well, you know, Mary was a descendant of David. Let me just refresh you about something. God had picked David, a young shepherd boy, from among the entire family of brothers and sisters and made him ruler over Israel. God promised to take David's name 
the nation God promised that after David died, God would raise up one of his offsprings and establish the throne of Israel and the kingdom forever. Now, here was Mary, a direct descendant from David. I'll go through that in a minute if I have time. During his life, David he faced enemies, conspiracies. He sang songs and praises for God to protect him and anoint him. Do you do that today? Do you sing songs to God? Do you pray to God that God will manifest his life in your eyes? You know, every day that I get up, I was lying in bed this morning. Yeah, I lay down to sleep sometimes. But uh, I was lying in bed, and I said, God, what do you want me to talk about today? God said, I want you to talk about the virgin birth. God, I don't want to talk about that. God said, that's what I want you to talk about. So here I am talking about the virgin birth. David sang songs. He he uh, toned songs and prayed. The Lord said to to my Lord, David said, another song affirmed that God had his promise to David about the that I can't see his throne but has sworn an oath that would that could not be revoked. In other words, God said, David, I want you to be the master and the king of the promise of Israel and to, of, of Jesus. And here was David, a young boy himself when he was ordained, 16 years old. And God let him out let him in front of the prophet. The prophet put oil on him. Said, "David, you gonna be the one." Can you imagine that? Here was a thirteen-year-old girl, maybe, that bare the body of Jesus, and here was a sixteen-year-old girl, man, many, many, many years ago, before Mary, to be prophesied that he would carry a, a, the everlasting kingdom. The prophet Isaiah contained, contained this prophecy. The fulfillment of God's promise to David. In time, God planned, God's plan became clear. He would fulfill his promises to his son David. The integral history of God's initial promise realized so fully at Jesus' first coming increased confidence that the rest of God's promises will, will be fulfilled in Jesus. And that's true. God promised hundreds of years before Jesus was born to give the to give the rulership to David. David's rulership would carry the king. Here's the promises that God God said in the in the Old Testament, Isaiah, and etc. That the king come that Jesus would come to the lands of David, and he did. God promises things way, way in advance. We uh, deal in prophecies of uh, people like, uh, what's that guy that's everybody talks today? Uh, gee, what's the guy's name that you like so much, uh, the prophet? Nostradamus? 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 Nostradamus. You know, we Nostradamus. put a lot of faith in him. Nostradamus? Okay, I don't put no faith in any of it. Because the Bible says, if you miss one time, you're not a prophet of God, because God don't miss. God's promises stay true forever. And here was here's Nostradamus that people quote left and right, believing left, believing all that. I was reading an article yesterday about all the promises 
that Nostradamus made 2022. That's us now. But I don't keep putting no faith in In those days that a census would be, uh, and so Joseph, that's Mary's husband now, but they were not married at that time. But Joseph said, okay, I'll go. Where will I go to? Go, go to Bethlehem, because that was where he was originated from. But Joseph didn't make a, a hotel reservation. He didn't call Motel 6 or any, any motel in there. And I don't know what's wrong with him, but he, here was a pregnant lady riding on a donkey, headed hundreds of miles to Bethlehem for a census. And poor little Joseph, he just trusted along. He didn't, he took Mary because God told him to take Mary. And he took Mary, but he didn't make it a hotel reservation. So when they got there, everything was busy. Can you imagine that Mary, here was pregnant, ready to have a child. There was Joseph trudging along. No motel reservations. No way to make any kind of reservation. Mary had to settle for what was best for her. There, here they came. Out of, out of uh, to Bethlehem. And why do you think happened a Now, let me explain something. Mary and Joseph were pleased to be married. That's the reason Mary said, well, how can I have a baby? I'm, I'm a virgin. And Joseph said, oh, no. I'm going to marry. I'm supposed to marry a girl that's, uh, she's not worthy of me. You know, it's a mess in the world then. Maybe now, I don't know. But some, the Lord came to Joseph. He said, he was in the dream. This is how the birth of Jesus Joseph, Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Before they came together, that means husband and wife, she was found to be pregnant. Now that's a disgrace. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. You know, some in today in society, the man, the man and the wife cut together. One thing can happen, and they, they, they split up. But Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace or be found. And he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. We don't like dreams, but apparently they did at that time. I know my daughter does dreams, interprets dreams. I can't interpret myself inside the dream. Anyway, he's Joseph in a dream. Said, Joseph, I want you to understand that I believe in Mary. And Mary is given a child by God, and I want you to marry her. Joseph's son of David did not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from sins. All this took place when the Lord had said to Prophet Isaiah, 
The virgin will be conceived and give birth to his son. They will call him Manuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up from the dream, God, the, Lord, the angel of the Lord had commanded him, he took Mary home as his wife. Praising the all, he trusted God. Do you trust God like that? An absolutely miracle, an absolutely wherewithal. She's pregnant, and you took the word of a dream? But you know, Jesus did, because he's an honorable man. He was part of the law, and he kept, he kept Mary as his wife. He took Mary home. He said, look, Mom, Dad, here's Mary, my wife. She might be pregnant, but I still love her, and I want to keep her. Are you that kind? Do you trust God to take you where you want to go, to do what you want to do? Or do you abstractly believe that God is here? Maybe, maybe not. You know, somebody asked me, do you believe everything God says to you? I have to put my head down. I look to God and I said, God, please protect me from my vivid imagination. There's things I do that I want to do. There's things that I think, and I, I know you're not in it. But I know the devil is fighting me every step of the way. Always. You know, I, I witness to people day and night. Every chance I get, I try to witness. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not super spiritual. I'm the biggest sinner I've ever lived. But I, I ask God to say, God, show me somebody to talk to. Show me a witness that I can talk to. Do you pray to God like that? Do you ask God to give you that wisdom where you can walk out in this world and, and love him so much and you love Christ so much that you witness for him? God will bring people by your way. Someone said to me, do you believe that God will show you what you have to do? Yes, I do. Can I be wrong with that? Yes, I could be wrong. I have to be tempted by the devil, and I turn to him. I have to be very careful because I have a vivid imagination. I have a vivid imagination that says I can do what I want to do. Can I? Or do what God wants me to do. I hope it's for God. Anyway, part of Matthew Part of Matthew's go in writing about his gospel was to show Jesus is the true Messiah for whom Jesus had been waiting because the Messiah had come into the line of David. You know, God promised David's kingdom forever, but who's going to rule that kingdom? David. David's mine. Book of Matthew shows the genealogy from Abraham down to Mary. You know, let me explain something. There are three women in this lineage. And they, the Bible doesn't go much on women. But there's three women in this lineage that are absolutely, unequivocally horrible. They were prostitutes, but they were in the lineage of Jesus. But the best one I like is Ruth, who was not a prostitute, but a lady of tremendous affection. For her mother-in-law. Who in the world likes a mother-in-law? <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, you know, I had no, I have no mother. I, my mother died when I was born. I have no, no, uh, equal to women in my life. All women in my life have been, uh, good people, partly, sometimes, but not people for me. 
But here was David, who married a woman, then killed a man, killed her husband. Horrible. Bathsheba is mentioned in his mind, and falls all the way down the roof. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was found to be the mother of Jesus, called the Messiah. It's amazing. It was Mary. The whole lineage comes down from Abraham to Mary. She was in direct lineage of Jesus, of David, when she was born. I mean, Jesus was born from Mary. Joseph had to accept Jesus as his son. This is how the birth of the Messiah came about. The mother of Mary was pledged to marry Joseph. His mother, Mary, pledged to marry Joseph. But before they had came together, she was found to be pregnant, as I mentioned before. All of this worked out with a dream. And Joseph accepts her and took her as his wife. That, that has a tremendous effect on my, my way of thinking. How can a man... And I ask you this, how can mankind accept a woman that goes out and gets herself pregnant and licks at you and says, okay, you can marry me now? How many of you wouldn't accept that? Joseph couldn't accept it until God appeared before him in a dream. As I said, my daughter deals in dreams. I don't deal in dreams. I can't. But I'm sure that God will deliver me from that malady. He took Mary, took her on a trip to, to uh, Bethlehem, didn't take a day in motel reservations. He gave Mary, said, get on this donkey, honey. I know you're pregnant. I know you're getting ready to have a baby, but we'll go on down to Bethlehem and see what's happening. With no motel reservations. So what they had to do? They had to go to the, to a barn. I like barns. You know, I raised Arabian horses. I had uh, about uh, 70, 80 acres of land, and I put them on. But I love the barn. A lot of times I sleep up there at night because I love the smell of hay and the horses. And there's no way of doing it. But Joseph, he said, I don't I just have to sleep here, Mary. So Mary said, that's all right. We'll be all right. She, she should pray a place for her birth of Jesus. And this great child, this child was God himself. What did I say? He was God himself. Came in and Mary had this baby, wrapped her in clothes, wrapped him in clothes, and lay him in a manger in a stinking barn. And not to me, but to the people and to everybody else. A barn so much as stink. But I love barns. I love Jesus. Do you love Christ? Do you love him for what he is? He was a man that humbled himself, Christ. Humbled himself with God. And said, God, take me, I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. God said, I want you to be born to, from Mary in human form. And we'll go from there. So Jesus did that. He was lying in the manger. All, everything that the sheep had, the cows had in the center, and Mary and Jesus. Was there. Joseph over in the corner because he said, oh, I should have got a much here, but I didn't get it. I'll think about it later. Well, then on the Bible too. In the Old Testament, the way that people of God 
sort of relationship with one another is a physical sacrifice. Assistance requiring a blood sacrifice. I am sorry that I would not be that not entire trait. No living creature whatsoever blemish had to obtain stand for the gifting and party. Blood was a current current opportunity. That this is why Jesus had to be dealt both divine and human in his divinity. He would lead a perfect life without sin. In humanity, he would physically stand in for sinful humanity. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. What does it say? God made him to have sin, but he was not sinful. He was God himself. You understand that? He was God himself. God in his three-part form of Jesus, God, I mean, God, God, God's Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here was Jesus that was part of God. And God made sin for him when there was no sin in him. That's amazing to me. That's what they call an area that I, I don't quite understand. Every, nobody can understand it. How God can split himself into three parts. God, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, and God did. And uh, as we send you on the back, Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. This is the message of God's Mark Gospel. It contains action packed summary of the life and conscience of Jesus. Son of God. Mark provides Riz with a vivid, compelling, and emotional description of many of Jesus' greatest works. To me, I see Jesus. I don't understand him. I don't understand the Holy Trinity, and yet I believe in the Holy Trinity. I believe something, I don't understand it. And I've read the Bible too, I guess, maybe uh, 50, 60, 70 times. I pray to God daily. I'm not spiritual by any means. Because anybody knows my life. But say, don't follow that guy. He's evil. I haven't done things that I'm ashamed of. Oh, I've never killed anybody. I hope not anyway. But I've done everything that's possible. I did things that you're not supposed to do. But God protects me. I recall many times I'm at the point of death and somehow God perfected me. I, uh, took a sports car down a mountain, maybe 130 to 140 miles an hour. The left front spindle busted loose, cracked everything up, and went in the air. 167 feet later, it landed on its nose and tumbled down the mountain, totally demolished the car. Somehow, God kept me safe. I was drenched in gasoline, but he somehow, I don't know why, I don't know how, it was it's impossible for anybody to be alive in that. Yet there was not a scratch on me. That's God. God take care of you. Does God take care of you? Do you believe in God? That He lives and He lives for you? He takes care of you? People said, Well, thank God that you've got God got a mission for you. But I didn't thank God for anything. As I lived for my life itself. Do you live for life or do you live for God? 
It's important to live for God. Because here he was, an baby, born from Mary, a truly magnificent little child. No one of the Catholic religion calls her Virgin, birth, Virgin Mary. No, they worship her too much. Don't worship Mary, but worship the, Mary, the child that Mary carried. But she was chosen by God to carry this baby for nine months. Poor little old Joseph was out there. He forgot to get her a motel room. She had to be born in the barn. I don't think anybody helped her. I think it was pure. I don't think there was a lot of pain in her birth. Maybe there was. But here was Mary that a baby was born, and that baby was Jesus, the Messiah, the one that's to be the world. The sort of gospel I want is in different ways. Especially when it's intended to say that Jesus might prove that he is God in the flesh. Jesus' birth and baptism are covered in the span of nearly 13 verses. The mark main focus during the ministry of the second person of the Trinity. Mark selected several episodes to interact with Jesus and often raise him in the thematic order to show that Jesus is the Son of God. The status is validated through Jesus' breathtaking power over all his creation. He is powerful over the wind and the waves and the demonic kingdom, ever sicknesses and death. For Mark, there was no denying the fact that these proved that Jesus, who he says he is, and all the people owe him a supreme allegiance. Whatever you do, believe in Jesus. Believe that Jesus can deliver you from whatever is in your affliction. The kingdom citizens are sent to declare and demonstrate this message to the world. Disciples are then in the power of God to do the work of God. Their present zeal spreads the message of availability. Of the kingdom and the power of their receives for the development of the church. Mark himself gave his life to this message by serving as a travel companion to Paul and Barnabas as they established the church throughout the book of Acts. These churches would continue to proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God. The Son of God. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that? Jesus is the only way to see God again, to be in heaven, to live eternity. I know that to be the fact because God says in with Jesus, the only way to come to God is through Jesus. Does God protect? Uh, does God prick your heart? Do you want to believe in God? Do you serve God? Do you, does the Holy Spirit tickle your inside? Say, please accept Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I I'm, I wasn't alive when Jesus was born. I wasn't alive when there was Jesus lived in the earth. He lived on the earth for 33 years. Are you alive? Do you have that wanting to see Jesus, to be with Jesus, to love him, to worship him, to seek him, to have other people seek him? I know I've witnessed to a lot of people. I don't want to go back up in here. I sit in front of this guy. 
He looked at me and he said, Jesus, Gene, help me. Do you believe in Jesus? I said, well, son, I'm going to stop. Let me explain what happened. Here was a man that I grew up with, boy that I grew up with. We lived, we fought, we laughed, we joked, we drank, we did everything. And somewhere along the line, I turned to Jesus. And when I turned to Jesus, a few days later, he was hit by a hail of bullets. He was on the way to the hospital. He had a car wreck. The people got it. He had a car wreck. And here was a 180-pound guy. He was down to about 90 pounds. And he was a form of death. Poison all over his body. And he said, Gene, will you help me? One day I'll have to stand in front of God. And thank God he watched away the tears. Because here is a guy that wanted to be saved. And I turned him to his mother and I said, take him on the salvation trip. Why didn't I do it? Because I felt guilty. I was talking to a man the other day. He said, Gene, I remember you used to drink and all that kind of stuff. Now you got God. You think you're something. No, I'm not anything, but I believe in God. I know that God delivered me from my sins and trying to get you to do it. Are you satisfied with Jesus? Is he not the greatest thing that ever came to this earth? He's now in heaven. It's the second part of God. And he wants to save you. He wants you to come to him. That virgin birth that was born from a 13-year-old child. He wants to save you. Are you saved? Will you be saved? Can you be saved? Yes. All you have to do is believe in Christ. Ask forgiveness for your sin. And you'll be saved. See, that's all I got. Well, thank you. Uh, I yeah, so all you have to do is say, Hey Jesus, come into my heart, lead you die for me and uh I want you to to be there with me and I with you, right? That's what you're talking yep. about, right, yeah. Dad? Cool. Right. So that's all you have to do. God. Yeah. And then it's free. And it doesn't cost you anything. If you want to reach yeah. me, you can reach me on my if you wanna reach me, you can reach me on my email. Colonel Abbott three six six at gmail.com and I'll answer any question and you and I will carry on a conversation about Jesus because to me he is so great I mean he's a superhuman he's God he wants you Mm -hmm. all people can be saved all everybody in the world can be saved God has to convict you God, God has to ask you and you turn to him, and he won't be there for you. If he's not, the door will be open. So many times we don't open that door. So many times we're ashamed to open the door. We're ashamed in front of people. You know, I was kind of like that. Sometimes I turn to God, and I say, oh, I can't witness in front of God. I, you know, I'm this and that. I can't do that now. If you want to be saved, God will save you. I got to go teach. All right, take Go care, ahead. everybody. We'll see you next Friday. No, no, I'm done. Anyway, you guys, see, we'll see you next Friday at 3 p.m. You guys have a wonderful weekend, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.